Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the entertainment from the 573. Hope you all are doing well on this Wednesday afternoon or wherever you're getting this podcast. It is, uh, it is definitely been a while to say the least. Schedules been all over the place, but I'm back and we're going to be back doing hopefully me, Peter, or me, Rebecca, and Matt. A, 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 the pair of us will be uh, doing Thor Love and Thunder, which of course is coming out next week. So I don't know if it's going to be next week or if we are going to wait till Miss Marvel episode six and cover both of those. Kind of like what we did with Moon Knight and Multiverse of Madness a while back. That may be the route we're going to go, but we'll just have to see how schedules work out. But it has been a while, but we're back. There's been a lot going on in the movie entertainment industry. A lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of in-between. Uh, I think you all know what the bad would probably mean. and pertains probably to a certain DC film called The Flash. I don't know if you've heard about that. I don't know if you've heard about what's going on with that. With, with the with the main actor there, but uh, let's just say uh, it, it's been a that whole situation is wild to say the least. But nonetheless, we're going to be talking about a couple things since the last time we talked. We're going to be talking a little bit about Obi Wan and Miss Marvel. Speaking of her show, with uh, episode four dropping today, and we're going to be discussing a little bit about what we saw in this episode. Maybe some final theories before the last two episodes happen. As, uh, you know, usually between with these last few episodes of these Marvel series, especially if they're six episodes, usually it really ramps up around episode four, episode five, before you head on to the finale. And uh, it definitely looks that way with the way episode four ended, as we're going to get more and more information uh, about Kamala's past. But... We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Obi-Wan. We're also going to be talking about Comic-Con here uh, for a little bit as there is some concern that the uh, that Marvel was not going to be at Comic-Con, but they basically said, hey, yeah, we're going to be there at Comic-Con. But, of course, they got D23 later this year, I believe September 10th. And so they got that to keep in mind, their own big event. So there's some concern that they're going to hold a lot of Marvel stuff for that. But it looks like they are coming to Comic-Con in July, so no worries about that. I'll talk about some of my predictions about what I think they could re- reveal about, a, you know, I think it's about a month out. Some predictions about what I think they'll reveal, show, and kind of tease during their panel. And, uh... What some stuff they might hold off for for D23 in September. Because Feige did say that we were going to find out more about what this phase is going to be. What it's all about. What the big things are with this phase. So we'll talk about that. Since And basically since we're at the halfway point of the year. I'm going to talk about some of my favorite movies of the year so far. And looking at the the, the rest to come with july to the end of the year in december so we'll talk about that and uh see what top films are coming out next this next part of the year that we're anticipating that we're looking forward to so with that said let's get right on into it and let's talk about obi-wan let's talk about that real quick here um of course if you've seen the recent stories is that it was Originally going to be a film trilogy, but uh, after seeing how Solo dis- disappointed at the box office, they went back on that, decided to go the series route, and that's how we got our Obi-Wan series. As far as a series goes, regardless of if there's continuity stuff or if there's stuff that doesn't line up, regardless of that, I, I really love the series this series was a lot of fun to watch that first episode was really good in showing where obi-wan is at at that at that point in his life 10 years later 
and Ewan McGregor, I, he did an awesome job the whole series. And episode one, him and episode one really set the tone for him and the journey Obi-Wan went through from episode one all the way to episode six. And the, the series really kind of subverted some uh, my expectations, at least. Of, I mean, we did see trailers where Obi-Wan is on different planets, but you really... Uh, I think the subversion of expectations comes in is to him and Leia, where you see Leia, who's around 10 years old, her getting captured, and that's a ploy by Reva, who is trying to lure Obi-Wan out. And that's kind of where the subversion starts, is that you know Obi-Wan is there in A New Hope, waiting for Luke, watching over him, and you didn't get the whole original trilogy, but you know that his primary objective is to stay on Tatooine to watch Luke. And it's a kind of subversion of expectations to where for many years we thought Obi-Wan stayed on Tatooine all this time, and that's how we got from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness. And um, so, I mean, I think you can, I think, let's see, there's seven, eight, nine years, somewhere like that from now into New Hope. So yeah, maybe you can still maybe make the same case. But regardless, that's kind of like how you thought it happened. He stayed on Tatooine and that was that. But no, he went on adventures. He he was actually looking over Leia instead of Luke. Kind of a good subversion of expectations there. And you really, one of my favorite things of this whole series is seeing like the little Easter eggs, the, you know, sowing the seeds of who these characters become, like Leia, and seeing certain points of her character, and you can start to see. Some uh, some of what you saw from Leia in the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, kind of seeing some of those seeds being sowed early on, and uh, her character and her thought process and who she is as a person. Uh, so th that's one those were my favorite things of this whole series. Uh, Reva, I know there's been a lot of bad stuff with. Uh, with the actor who plays Reva out there. But besides that, it's actually compelling that it's, it's interesting. You know, they show order 66, show her as somebody that, you know, played dead and ended up becoming an inquisitor. And you get that reveal in episode five is like part of the reason she joined up was to get revenge on, Anakin or Darth Vader for killing her her fellow Padawans and that's kind of compelling too and then at the end in episode 6 where she's going after Luke and uh, props to Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru for holding up and putting up a fight uh, man it, it, Peter put it perfectly it was like I want to see how those stormtroopers that ended up like just like straight up burning them, uh, how they went up against them because they went up against a inquisitor right here. It's like, and they put up a decent fight, even though they they still lost. But like, I want to see the stormtroopers that had to be sent out for them. Like, you just can't send send out any regular ones. You just gotta you gotta send out specialized stormtroopers and. Just seeing her, and like she wants, she's going to kill Luke. She finds out Luke is, is Anakin's son, and she can't do it, and she won't do it. It's like she, she almost became him, and uh, it's just really compelling, like her story, how the way they wrote her, in there, and then of course, we gotta talk about Darth Vader here. I mean, it's just so, it was just so fun seeing him. I think if there's one thing, there's been a lot of complaining about how Disney has handled Star Wars 
for a long time. One of the good things they've done, and one of the best things, one of the good things that they've handled is Darth Vader. Is him and how to deploy him in whatever property they want to, whether it's this or Rogue One or whatever. Uh, just seeing him and seeing Hayden Christ- Christensen back uh, it was just a joy to see him back. And uh, th- there's a couple great scenes with you know, Obi-Wan in the back of the tank and Vader's in there as well. And you get that scene in, what was it, episode three? Where, you know, Vader's just straight up killing people killed a kid and you get their first fight there and it's just like oh crap this is what we've been waiting for and then you get this final fight in episode six which we've all been waiting for they've called it the rematch of the century and i think there's a little bit concerned about you know the line in a new hope when vader says the last time uh, i left you i was a learner but now i'm the master and away in this fight, he still was. You know, while in the Vader costume, there's a lot of Anakin in that fight there at the end. And, you know, Obi-Wan sensed it too, and like how Anakin thinks. And, you know, Palpatine, we get a glimpse of him at the end, kind of sense it like he... Yeah, like, he, he he's affecting you. He, he knows how you think. And, you know, and you know, I know that he can get to you. So, <laughs> he, he knows Anakin. And Anakin, there's a part of Anakin still there. And so, I think that line is safe. I think with that part, he is still, he was still the learner. As Obi-Wan took him to school right there. And, uh. It was just so great. It was so who the fight choreography for that top notch. It it was essentially I think what everybody has been waiting for, and we finally got that moment. And I mean, wow, like it, it was great. And then we get to that ending there, and it's kind of an open ended ending. Where they talked about, hey, maybe we might, we might do a season two, depending on how people receive this, or uh, you know, or maybe we can close it off here and let that be that. I'd watch a season two, to be honest. I I think there's a lot of people that would. Just depends on where they can take the story. And uh, of course, at the end, there's kind of a lot of teases of, of this throughout the whole season of him trying to talk to Qui Gon. And there we get Liam Neeson there at the end as Qui-Gon. Didn't think he was going to come back. <laughs> if I remember right, he he said, he like, hey, I'm only, I'll only come back for movies. But, you know, it's glad to see him back as, uh, as Qui-Gon. And uh, see him as Force Ghost and him interacting with Obi-Wan. So, this series was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. If you're a Vader fan, you got to be pretty happy with what you saw. Uh, Obi-Wan there at the end. I mean, this was a fun series. This was a fun series. And uh, now we got to wait for Andor. As uh, I don't think we got to wait too long. I think Andor is coming out in August. So not too long. And that's going to be, what, 10, 12 episodes? So that's going to be coming out here in the meantime. But uh, nonetheless, Obi-Wan was uh, was a lot of fun. Kind of sad it's over, but it was a lot of fun in that episode at the end there with the fight. It's everything I think we've waited for and could have hoped it would be. Like, it was truly great to see them fight, and man, was it brutal. So, there's Obi-Wan. Let's talk about the other series that's been going on while Obi-Wan has been going on as well. And that is Miss Marvel. It might not be such a good ploy to have that happen with this new character. And you got Obi-Wan who is such a popular character and maybe kind of overshadowing Miss Marvel. But I think if it, you, you kind of knew that 
you would have a Star Wars and Marvel series overlap each other. Like, it's just impossible with, like, schedules and the amount of series they've got planned. Eventually, it was going to happen. It happened with this one. And I hate it because I've really enjoyed what we've seen out of Miss Marvel. Uh, it is target towards a certain type of audience, maybe more teenage-like, you know. But I, I really like the style, the create and creativity that 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 they have gone with uh, in this series, and it does got some Spider-Man Homecoming type of elements with uh, Kamala and and that family dynamic is has been great so far. It's really fun to see how that grows and develops and see how that develop in the final two episodes. Uh, her friends, Bruno, Nakia, they, they've been fun. And uh, just seeing all this, you, you, just like seeing all the creativity, like with the text messages and seeing how that's deployed. And you're seeing a lot of her culture really in depth and into a lot of these episodes, whether it's music or whether it's what you see on screen, it's really been enjoyable. And Ahmad Vellani has been great as Kabbalah. Like just her energy through the interviews have been amazing. And also through her interviews with (laughs) her telling Kevin, Hey, no, this is wrong. This is what it is in the comics. And, uh, you really get the sense that they really hired a true fan to play this character. And sometimes I think with character with people like that, they really care about this, that they're going to really hold on tight to it, safeguard it, make sure, hey, we're, we're going to do right by this. We're going to do everything as right as we can with this character, with her story, storylines. Or supporting characters. So I think in Amon you found somebody who's really going to be a, a key central part for the future of Marvel. And having her type of energy within the show and j- just her in general is just in- infectious. So it's been a really fun series so far. Uh, episode 4 last night. You really start to learn a little bit more about the bangle where it might come from what's inscribed on it you learn that there's an there's a lot of dimensions and if you remember the dimensions part that's a key part of shang chi is that you learn tao lo is a whole completely different dimension and that gets talked about here like there's different dimensions in our world we you know, just don't know about them, just don't see them. So you got to wonder, is there a Shang-Chi connection here? Maybe. Uh, you did see the Ten Rings logo at the beginning of episode three last week. So maybe, and you know, you got you had Captain Marvel appear in the post-credits of Shang-Chi. So I mean, there, there's a possible connection, but... uh. And also, there's a She-Hulk connection, Department of Damage Control, where we saw the big Supermax prison uh, in this recent episode, which is probably going to play some part in She-Hulk with Abomination being there. And so, there's a couple little Easter eggs in here that are pretty fun. And, of course, you also have lines of, like, you know, with... You know, Kamala's powers within her, you know, that just need, like, a kickstart or something like that. It doesn't make you, it doesn't make you immediately think of, like, mutants and the X-Gene and Inhumans. And I gotta say, if they find a way to do something with Inhumans here, <laughs> I, 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 I tell you what, I don't know. I, I don't know what the majority's gonna think about it, um... And I would never think Feige would go back to that considering how much the human show flopped. But if he does, I mean, hey, (laughs) 
that go for it. And I think another Easter egg where we saw a blue arm where you see the clandestines. There's a lot of talk of Jin in here. I think the Kree are somewhat involved in one of those two. Maybe maybe both. But there's some uh, other stuff going on here that I think it would make sense with Captain Marvel, with her, with Kamala appearing in the Marvels next year, that there's a Kree connection, that you're going to be dealing with a lot of Kree stuff. And, you know, keep in mind Secret Invasion coming out next year. Just, there's, there's that possibility where we might get some Kree stuff in here in these last two episodes. Maybe some Inhuman stuff. Um, but, so far, this series has been fun. I'm excited for these next two episodes to see where they go. I mean, of course, we know she's going to get her final costume. We're probably going to get to see the powers more in play. Near is probably especially in the finale, considering the Marvel formula with these shows. But uh, so far, it's been really fun, really different type of tone, different type of style, fun type of style. And, uh, yeah, excited for episode five and episode six and for the next couple of weeks should be, should be fun and interesting and getting downloads on certain things, especially without episode four ended with the, with perdition, with Kamala somehow going back in time. I, I guess that's how I want to put that going back in time. Maybe, I don't know, but nonetheless, that's going to be a interesting starting point and see where that leads to by the end of episode five to set set us up for our finale in a couple weeks so fun series fun series and uh we won't have too long to wait after this one ends either with she hulk coming in august as well so you got andor and she hulk coming in around the same time so there's that overlap again so that's miss marvel everybody those are the two shows i've been going on since we since we've last talked Let's get into some other stuff and let's talk about Comic-Con. Let's talk about Comic-Con. As we mentioned at the top, there's a worry that Marvel was not going to show up. And that's been debunked. And they are definitely going to Comic-Con. It's just what all are they going to bring out for Comic-Con? And I think... Let's make some predictions on what most likely we're going to see at Comic-Con. Number one, I think it's got to be Wakanda Forever. I think it makes a lot of sense that we are going to get a first look and maybe a teaser for this movie. It's it's the next one on the slate coming out in November. It's going to be right after Love and Thunder. So you can get started on the promotion for this. And whether it's a teaser or whether it's a full-blown trailer. It's going to be one of the two. But I think we're going to get our first look at what Wakanda Forever is going to be. And I think this for me is the one I'm more I'm most intrigued by what, the, what they're doing and where they're going. Considering there's no Chadwick Boseman anymore so he can't play T'Challa which is going to suck and it's probably going to suck when you sit down and watch the movie in the theaters like oh crap we're not going to see him and uh, see what this story is going to be see if the rumors are true like Namor is going to pop up in this one Uh, I'm really intrigued by what this film could be and what it could lead to down down the road and like whether we get a new Black Panther in this. So I think Wakanda Forever. I think we're definitely going to see something for this one. I think we are going to see a teaser for this one. Uh, speaking of other you know, teasers and trailers and all that stuff. I think we'll see another trailer for She-Hulk. It also makes sense considering when did the She-Hulk trailer get released so- it honestly feels oh, like a while ago. But, uh, you know, with She-Hulk coming in August, it makes sense you would drop 
a final trailer in July, in July at Comic-Con. And I think these trailers would get released later to the public. That I think this is this is something that's definitely coming. Uh, it came out a month ago. So May 17th. So it would be a, around time to get a, a another trailer for this show. So I think we'll see a She-Hulk trailer at Comic-Con as they r- ramp up She-Hulk as it gets close to premiering in August. The next thing I think we might see, I think we'll see some Guardians Volume 3 stuff. I feel like we definitely will definitely see some stuff. I don't know whether it's going to be a teaser, maybe it's just like a, a special quick look at everything going on. Um, of course, we're getting Adam Warlock in this one. I'm just curious what we'll see out of this, if anything at all. I f- but I, d- I think we'll see a little bit of something from, from here. But I also got to keep in mind, you got D23 coming up in September. That they may want to hold off on some of this stuff. So, I think Wakanda Forever and She-Hulk, I think, are borderline guarantees. Volume 3, I'm not going to go full-blown guarantee, but I think there's a likely chance that we're going to see something here. Now, we could see something from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium, maybe. But I, I think if I had to think, these three are probably really likely of... Stuff we're going to see of footage, new footage from these three properties that we're going to see. Um, you, you know, I'm really, I am really curious about how they are going to go about this because it has been three years since Comic Con. They did a whole Phase Four thing. Nearly everything on that list has been done. Are they going to full blown reveal what the, you know? what they're going for with uh, Phase 4 and Beyond Phase 4. Are they going to do that here or D23? I think you can make a case for either. You can make a really solid case for either. Comic-Con, they've done it before. Maybe it's safe to say they'll do it again. Kevin did say we would learn a lot more about what what the saga is leading towards. Maybe it is going to be next month in July, or maybe it's going to be in September. Who knows? We'll find we'll find out. But I think it's uh there. You could definitely make a case for either because D twenty three is a Disney event. You want to reveal all your your big Marvel stuff at a Disney event, and whether it's new announcements, castings, where they're going for the. Uh, in the future. So I don't know. Uh, as far as other stuff. I think that they can. Maybe announce. I think you know there's. We got a Thunderbolts. Project being. That we were being told. That's been in the works. Uh, Daredevil. So maybe we get those announcements. Officially. From Kevin where. Thunderbolts is indeed half is for sure 100% happening. Daredevil new is 100% happening. You know, maybe we get some stuff for Echo for that series. Maybe we get some stuff for Secret Invasion. Uh maybe the Marvels. Maybe maybe it's going to be for a lot of the stuff that we know is going to be on the way. And that's where, what we're going to learn at Comic-Con with uh, those two announcements of stuff that has that, that we've been told by the Hollywood trades. Like, hey, this has been talked about. This is happening. And uh, they hear it from Kevin Feige himself that they're going in this direction. But maybe there are a couple surprises. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin had a couple surprises. I do think for D23, I think... It is probably going to be a little bit bigger, and you're probably going to reveal. Out of all the two, I think, and I hope I eat my words with this, but I think it's more likely 
we find out what all this is leading towards at D23 on September 10th. Kevin has said there's been there's been stuff that's been in all these shows and movies that there's been a couple hints. But uh, I think out of the two, I think if, if I had to bet on it, I think I, I would say D23. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I eat my words and we find out here in about a month where we're all going. So Comic-Con, I think Wakanda Forever is a sure thing. We're going to get something there. She-Hulk, Guardians Volume 3, I think so. Thunderbolts announcement, Daredevil announcement. Um, I wonder if there's anything. Hmm, I don't think Fantastic Four. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. I don't know. It <laughs> there, there's a lot of different things that they could do here, and uh, a lot of surprises that they can maybe reveal to us, but. I think if I had to say those five would be my things I would expect is Wakanda Forever, She-Hulk, Guardians 3, Daredevil, Thunderbolts, and maybe a surprise. I think I'll put a surprise on there. I don't know what the surprise would be, but uh, I think I think well, those are the six things. I think if I, if I were a betting man, I'd say we're going to get these at Comic-Con. I'm still not sure about Guardians Volume 3, but I think it's more likely than a lot of other stuff coming down the line. So, or, or maybe, you know, Guardians Holiday Special. You know, just now thought about that. Maybe we'll get something for that here at Comic-Con. So, I, that's what I think we're going to see from Marvel at Comic-Con. For DC, who knows what we'll see. I don't think they are going to be there. There's maybe, Or maybe they will be. All I know is that the Flash stuff won't be there. And with the way things have gone here, <laughs> off that said, I mean, uh, I don't know if you should, you should be surprised at this point with uh, everything that's transpired with that. So, yeah, Comic-Con, uh, you know, July 21st, July 24th. So bookmark that on your calendars. I believe they said Marvel would be going on saturday july 23rd so i mean if you look at the calendar that's that's not too far out that that it's only three weeks from this saturday so uh keep that uh, keep that in mind on your calendars and uh we'll of course do a comic-con pod if we get a lot of the stuff that i think we're gonna get or maybe we get a lot more stuff that i think we're gonna get and uh, we'll be here to talk about it and uh, see if I'm going to eat my words about us getting an idea of what the next saga for the MCU is going to be. So, with that being said, we're at the halfway point of the year, everybody. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy to think that we're already here on June 29th, about to head into the second half of this year. And uh, we we've had some pretty good movies this year, I, I would say. Out of uh, it, here recently, we, we got Elvis that came out. We got Lightyear that came out. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, a, a lot of variety for a lot of different people uh, come out here in the in the last few months. Whether it's theaters or streaming service, there's a couple things on streaming service I want to watch. Of course, you, you got shows coming out too you know you got stranger things and volume two coming out this friday which oh i'm so excited for i'm so excited for volume two and uh i really want to get to, get to sit down with peter and, and talk about this season because this season has been this season has been really good it's been really fun so just a lot of stuff going on here with uh, both tv and movies here recently but i think for let's start off with some some of my favorite films of the first half of 2022 i gotta start with morbius the best film of all time no 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 i'm just i'm just kidding everybody i'm just kidding all right don't don't bring out your pitchforks 
it's not Morbius. I'm just getting in on all, all, all the all the memes and all that stuff. All right, and Morbius is a classic example of we're laughing at you, not with you. So it's definitely not up there. It, it's it's one of the worst movies of this year that I've seen in a while. So with with getting the meme out of the way, of course that's how we had, how we get go or that's how we do things around here. Is uh start with the funny meme stuff and with that, but as far as 2022 in the first half of the year, there are a couple films I haven't seen, like The Northman, like Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, which I really want to see after the word of mouth about this movie. And it's supposedly being you're you're going to be able to rent it next week, and so I'm chomping at the bit to rent this and see what the hype is around this film and see if everything I've read about it and heard about it is true. And if I'd seen it right now, it would, it might be on, it might be my favorite movie of the year. Who knows? But, uh, as far as some of my favorite films of the year so far, if I had to make it three, I would definitely say, hmm, I don't know what number three would be, but I think Batman, I think we don't need to go into too much discussion on that. <laughs> we got an over two hour pod for, for that movie, but again, it's just an awesome job with this film. Matt Reeves, Pattinson, knocked out of the park. It's got to be up there. Top Gun Maverick. We haven't even got a chance to talk about Top Gun. Uh, what a... What a banger. I'll tell you what. It, it might be better than the original. I've seen that thrown out there. And I don't think that's too much of a controversial opinion. I think. Which... The original is beloved by a lot of people. But to say that they did a sequel to something... You could say, it's too late to do a sequel... And I would say, like, you're probably right. It's too late to do a sequel to this. But they did it anyway, and they knocked it out of the park with this. It's just, like, I think it's everything... I think that... Everything that everybody's been anticipating this movie wanted it to be, and a lot more. And it was just so much fun and exhilarating. Like, when you hear Danger Zone kick off at the beginning, you're like... Let, let's go <laughs> let's go inject this into my veins and uh it was just a wonderful time it was such a wonderful time that we ended up seeing this movie on my dad's birthday around a month ago my birthday pops up last week and uh I'm like ryan what do you want to do and like go to go to the movies and like yeah let's just go see top gun again <laughs> We've been meeting two for a while. Let's just go see Top Gun again. And so that's what we went to do. So on two birthdays in like less than a month, go see Top Gun twice. And uh, it was a good way to spend the birthday because, man, it's it's so good. So I think those two are probably my top two favorites of the year. As far as others, I think you can make a case for... Uh, I really enjoyed the Adam Project on Netflix. That that was a really good movie. If you haven't checked that out, go go and check it out. Uh, Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I might just say screw it and put that in at three. Um, I really enjoyed Uncharted. Turning Red was really good. Uh, hmm. I think I'm. I'll, I'll be honest if you know you can count next week as the first part of the year I would put Love and Thunder in there but uh, I think I'll just go and I'll go and do I'll say Top Gun Maverick Batman Multiverse of Madness are probably my top three favorites of the year so far I think uh, uh, looking at all the films on 
on my list of all that I've seen, I think those three, particularly Batman, Top Gun Maverick, stand out to me as being like the two standouts. And that there's a very wide gap between those two. So, so if I'm going to name a top three, I think Multiverse of Madness is obviously going to be number three, but I'm torn on Batman and Top Gun Maverick and who takes that top spot. Maybe I'll figure that out by the end of the year. Or who knows? Maybe I'll have seen everything, everywhere, everything all at once, and they'll, <laughs> they'll knock Top Gun and Batman down. <laughs> that'll be number one. So, maybe, maybe that'll change uh, by the time the end of this year rolls around. So, those are my top three films of 2022. Uh, sorry, sorry, people that are in on the Morbius meme. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's That's been wild to see how that has gone. <laughs> they released it a second time. Uh, and then there's like we were out we were busy that weekend <laughs> release it a third time <laughs> oh yeah the, the meme stuff has been incredible <laughs> to see how that has really kind of influenced Sony and like yeah let's bring it back <laughs> nobody wants it <laughs> so let's take a look at the rest of 2022 and uh, what are we getting and there's some fun stuff that's coming in the second half of 2022. Of course, uh, Love and Thunder coming out here pretty soon uh, next week. So excited for that. And uh, the, re the reviews and stuff have been really fun to, to see how that, you know, a lot of Ragnarok in, in this movie, but uh, up a level. So excited to see that next week. Uh, the Gray Man is a Netflix film, high budget with a. I want to see how big the budget is because I've heard it's insane—a two hundred million dollar budget. I could have sworn it was a little bit more, but uh, Netflix film directed by the Russo brothers got Gosling, got Ana de Armas, Chris Evans. In in this film, they're hoping to make it into like a, a franchise. And based off the based off novels, so I'm really curious about this one. See, you know, Netflix every now and then they have some good ones, and then they'll have some bad ones. And it'll be interesting to see where this one lands. Uh, on July 15th, I know one film that my uh, I think my sister's it really excited to see is where the crawdads sing. Uh, Taylor Swift has got a song. That's uh that's gonna be for this movie. I think it's already been released, and I've, it's based on on the novel of the same name. So that's coming out July fifteenth, and then July twenty second, you got the latest entry from Jordan Peele and Nope, and really really curious to see what this film's gonna be all about. And I'm looking at the premise on Wikipedia. You know, it looks like you got an alien ship and some recent marketing stuff. So I'm really curious to see what this film is going to be all about. What Jordan Peele is going to be cooking here with this one. Then July 29th, there's going to be <laughs> DC League of Super Pets. You know, I my stupid self, my ignorant self. Made, made the comment, watch this be the best film DC has all year, and me forgetting the Batman exists and is out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got that coming out, so that, that'll be a nice one for the kids. Uh, July 5th, there's a, there's a lot coming out on, on, it, on August 5th. Uh, Bullet Train, I'm excited for this. The trailers have looked really fun. Uh, David Leach, the guy who did Deadpool 2, you got Brad Pitt, you just got who leads a really stacked cast, and just looks like a whole lot of fun and a lot of action. And I can't wait for August 5th. This one should be a fun one. And then just kind of looking 
at August. There's some others that you've seen uh, talked about, whether it's, uh, let's see, let me try to take a look. Uh, they, them, um, 3,000 Years of Longing by George Miller. And a couple other things, but like that's what August is looking like. Uh, September, you got Pinocchio by Robert Zemeckis. That's going to be on Disney Plus with Tom Hanks. I think they've released a trailer for that. I still have not when looked it up. So, I don't know what that says about me, but maybe I need to. Then you got a couple others in September. You know, December, September 16th. Uh, the Woman King is something I've heard that's been talked about a lot. Don't Worry Darling by Olivia Wilde. Uh, her next film. Uh, of course, with a really good cast, headlined by Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Hocus Pocus 2 coming out on, on September 30th. And uh, one I know Peter might be anticipating a whole lot. Uh, Blonde coming on Netflix. Ana de Armas, one of Peter's favorite actresses in the world. So I know he's probably going to be anticipating that one. Then September, you get Halloween Ends. So the final film in the Halloween franchise, or at least until they reboot it in about a, 10 or 20 years. Uh, that's coming out October 14th. Uh, I've seen uh, I've seen a couple trailers for the, for Devotion, which stars Jonathan Majors, uh, who we know is going to be in the MCU. But it is something I'm interested to see what this is going to be about it's based on a book which retells uh, a story of two friends during the korean war and so that sounds like something right in my wheelhouse and so that's something i, I think I, i'm interested in uh, black adam october 21st and we just got a trailer for this not too long ago and the Rock has been waiting a long time for this one to get the re uh, release. We've been waiting a long time for this one to get released. And so to see it finally coming out here in not too long uh, it, it is fun. I'm really excited to see what they do with Black Adam here and see how they see how the DCU at all is going to be involved in here. And, uh, you know, we're getting Shazam here a little bit later and we'll make note of that, but. See if that leads to anything between him and Shazam, which probably will uh, later on. Uh, Amazon Studios, My Policeman, Harry Styles starring in another one. So he, he's going to be busy here. Uh, then you're heading into November with, oh, on November 4th, Amsterdam. For a long time on Wikipedia, it's just Untitled David O. Russell Project. And, uh, Amsterdam is the title, and it's just uh, a stacked cast. Uh, <laughs> let's just read a couple names here. Uh, Christian Bale, Marco Robbie, John David Washington, Anya Taylor-Joy, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Chris Rock, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Shannon, Taylor Swift, Mike Myers, Robert De Niro. I mean, <laughs> just a stacked cast for this one. November 11th, Wakanda Forever, speaking of that, that's when this is getting released. Then on November 23rd, you're getting Creed 3 with Michael B. Jordan stepping in the director's chair for this one. And uh, I'm really, uh, I'm curious where they're going to take this story, where they're going to take uh, Adonis Creed's story next in this third one. And no Stallone in this one, as far as I know. So I'm really curious to see what they do with Adonis Creed storyline heading into this third one. Jonathan Majors is going to be in this one. I presume he and Michael B. Jordan, they're going to be the two that are going to be fighting. I'm really curious to see how this third one gets planned and gets done. And uh, I'm really curious to see how Michael B. Jordan does as a director for this one. And then heading on into December. Uh, a couple of big ones, a couple noble ones. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water is a sequel that a lot of people have been waiting for. Not as long as Top Gun Maverick. 
uh, about a, a fourth of that time. But uh, nonetheless, they've been uh, a lot of people have been waiting for this for a long time. So that's coming out December 16th. Then the next week, you get Shazam's Fury of the Gods. We'll see if that has any connection with Black Adam. And then December 25th on Christmas Day, Babylon, the next film from Damien Chazelle, who directed First Man, directed La La Land, both really good films. So you got to feel pretty good about taking the over-under of whether this film's going to be good or not. Probably take the over, like, yeah, this film's going to be good. And uh, it's got a really good cast, too. Uh, really good cast. But uh, that might be something that could, you could watch for awards, maybe, and uh, get a lot of praise as we close out the year. But that's the rest of this year. There's a lot of others that I probably missed. But... Just looking at it, there's a lot of good films still left uh, to be released throughout the rest of this year. So, really excited for this. Really excited for the rest of this year and for the back half of this year to see where I'll uh, see where I rank all these films by the end of the year. Uh, see if they can overtake Top Gun, Maverick, and Batman, and maybe once I see. Uh, everywhere everything all at once maybe they'll jump in the top three and so who knows it's gonna be fun it's gonna be exciting and so yeah that's uh what's coming out this back half of 2022 so with that being said that'll do it for me here uh, i would say expect more pods like this where we're just, we just talk about certain topics maybe shows we're keeping an eye on and uh sit around and talk about them and of course, we'll have our occasional where me and Peter or me, Matt and Rebecca will sit down and we'll talk about about a show or a film and like with Love and Thunder coming out here too long. So again, with that one, uh, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like for that one, whether we want to do that next week or whether we want to wait a week. So we'll have to see. And uh, But you all find out pretty quickly if you... Keep up with the feed on the with the entertainment pod on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys get your podcasts. Keep up with it there, and y'all find out. And so, yeah, really fun, uh, exciting time for the rest of 2022. So that'll do it for me here, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time.